0: Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother and Survivor and whatever movies we're watching. Danielle, good morning. Happy Saturday. How are you?
1: Good morning. Happy Saturday. I'm feeling great because I feel like I have a huge to do off my list of things to watch.
0: What did you watch?
1: I watched a little movie called Tar.
0: That ain't a little movie. That's a big movie.
1: It's a whopper. It's a whopper of a film. It's like the Whopper
0: song, but a movie.
1: Yeah. I tweeted about this. Let's just clear this up right away. Last night, I tweeted that there would be star spoilers on today's podcast. And we got a lot of faves. People were loving this. But we did get get a comment from NYYRMDT. Everyone knows that Derek and Claire won, as if I was talking about The Amazing Race. Brett seems to think that's an honest, true comment. I think that was a joke. So please confirm, New York, your medit <laughs> whether this was a joke or not. And then we did. We also got a comment from Mini Cthulhu saying, "I won't ever see it, but I'm going to love the two of you breaking it down." Why wouldn't you ever see it?
0: It's Minnie so Cthulhu. good. I think. I think the reason I thought this person. Mr. Met or whoever he is, (laughs) was serious is because I've never seen this person respond to our tweets before, and I think they might have just been, oh, okay.
1: I've seen it. I've seen the faves. I've seen it all. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, we wanted to talk about the Survivor 44 cast dropping, but I guess we'll start with Best Picture nominee, Tar.
1: Tar with... Academy Award frontrunner, dead heat with Michelle Yeoh, Kate Blanchett, starring as Lydia Tar. Okay, so here's what my Lydia thoughts on this. Lydia the block. <laughs> my thoughts on this movie: I was like, "Oh my gosh, finally watching Tar." Rented it. Two hour and forty minute long movie.
0: That's why it's a whopper. <laughs> That's why I was not prepared to call this movie a small movie.
1: With not one explosion not one gun. <laughs> like that's a lot to ask of an American audience. There were you know?
0: explosions of emotion.
1: Emotion. Yes, for sure, for sure. There's a lot going on in this movie. So, I actually was like, maybe Brett can explain some of it to me sure. because it's the type of movie where afterwards I was like, "Ooh, I can't wait to read the Letterbox." <laughs> and for for the record, I gave it 3 stars on Letterbox. And out my of review how many? Out of 5. Out of 5. Wow. A- and my review was love the suits. Love the suits. But I was like I need some more insight and I don't know who's going to have it. I was hoping you would, Brett.
0: I am really really deep in the New York orchestra scene, so this would yeah. just really is in my wheelhouse. So yeah, let's go. Hit me with it.
1: Well, so I found it. I loved the world. I loved being set in this highfalutin New Yorker reading, lacklumbe coffee drinking. Yes.
0: I, I loved the apartments. Yes. The apartments in this. This is like a perfect fall movie. Everyone's just wearing like a suit or a jacket. A sweater. Drinking some tea or coffee. A sweater
1: vest. Yeah.
0: And just sitting in a beautiful apartment in either New York City or is it Berlin or Munich? Berlin. Some Berlin. Berlin which I imagine to have a very similar yeah. uh, weather patterns to New York. So it was just very autumnal. Lots of leaves they... falling down. Lots of just like cold, misty mornings. It mm-hmm. was it was very comfy for me.
1: When they go to, out to restaurants or bars, they're not sitting in like a, a wiry looking chair. They're sitting in a lush leather banquette. <laughs> Kate Blanchett sits in leather banquettes. <laughs> That's how it is in this movie. This is
0: not like a Harry Potter movie where they're like, we have to invent what a made up castle looks like in 1992 full of w- wizards or whatever. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a Titanic, a Jimmy Cams movie where they're like, we got to come up with what an uh, army base looks like for green aliens on a planet Blue Blorp. Uh-huh. Or tit- we have to recreate the Titanic to every detail. Right. This is a movie about New York City in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah, but the production design is amazing
1: because yeah, it's, very it's just specific. like
0: so. It's so specific, and it's so it's, comfy to you know upper upper crust East Coasters like ourselves.
1: Well, they also did, I thought, a really good job of making it this sort of wealth so aspirational, yeah. but in a very realistic way. Sort of like how succession portrays wealth so well, where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, no, that's how this family probably really lives. It's not even a question that they have a yacht and they're used to taking their shoes off before getting on the yacht. And like they know which way to go, from, which table to sit up for dinner, which one for breakfast. Well, like it's not even a question. I thought they did a great job of making Lydia Tar. I, I was like... You know, I get that it ultimately her power and wealth corrupted her, but it sure seems fun being Lydia <laughs> She's Like yeah. All she does is say, where's my matcha? The assistant's on it. She got her the hot matcha. There's like a beautiful color-coded calendar that the assistant's in charge of. Anytime Lydia Tar is like, did you take care of this thing? The assistant's like, done. It's done. Don't worry about it. I was like, yeah, this does seem very seductive.
0: Yeah. Anytime you see a beautiful young Russian cellist audition for your for your uh, little concert there. You're like, I think we should do her, not the ugly (laughs) guy.
1: (laughs) Okay, but so this gets into we're talking about the aesthetics of the film, right? And those were great. Five stars. No one can disagree. The plot of the film. hmm,
0: (laughs) Uh, Is this where we get to the one star? Is this how we average out at three?
1: (laughs) No, I just was like, it's so long. And I was kind of like, okay, I get it. Power yeah, corrupts. Sure. It, sure. It, it doesn't matter if you're a woman, if you're a man, doesn't matter if you're rich. Well, it doesn't. Mostly it matters if you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> and but it was like, and ge, you know, generational ways of doing things, of believing in stuff. Because we saw like the really old guys yeah. who she still is into. She respects them. She's friends with them. They're her mentors. But then we have, like, the young upstarts, like the cellist and the Juilliard kids who, like, they don't respect her. They say, fuck you, Tar. Um,
0: They're like, Beethoven? Sounds like a cis male not interested.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was my favorite
0: scene of the movie is when she kind of has the fight with the Juilliard students who are just like, I don't listen to any composers who are white and, like, from the... 1800s, because, right. like, it's not my, you know, not my identity. And she, she was just like, what the hell are you talking about?
1: And it's so <laughs> it good was because... It such a
0: great scene.
1: <laughs> they included that bit at the very beginning of that scene where he's conducting the, like, new yeah. sound. And it's like, as you're listening, you are sort of like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just random noises. I'm sure it's like... I'm sure there are some composers who do it in a way that's cool, but... It sounded like just noise to old Danny millennial ding dong over here. Yeah. But uh I thought that was a great scene. And then so basically let's break it down. We need to break it down for everyone because people want to oh hear God. us break we, down no talk. <laughs> <So, tar laughs> Please stick with us. Just... <laughs> we'll
0: talk about Survivor and BB Canada later. I promise. We I actually need to have, break this down. They're on the I, topic list.
1: I think if you watch this movie, you want it to be broken down. That's why for I sure. said I can't wait for Brett to explain this to me. So okay. Tar is a big-time composer—no, not composer even. She's a big-time maestro. And she uses her power to, like, hook up with hot younger ladies. Even though she is married um, and she calls herself a U-Haul lesbian, that is clearly not the case because she is hooking up with all these young upstarts who she, I guess, like, grooms from the orchestra, like we see her do with the cellist. So— She's living a great life. She's about to hit like the next even higher level of being a maestro, but she keeps getting emails from this girl named like Kate Taylor or something very American sounding. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all emails like, "Why are you black? Like, why won't you talk to me? Like, I'm very upset." And then, and the assistant is sort of a running point, keeping that lady away from Tar. But then it's revealed that that lady kills herself. And Tara's like, does not care. (laughs) Tara does not care. Right? Am I wrong? I mean,
0: um, a little bit, but like, she's not Not going to be showing it because if she shows that she cares, then she's going to be revealed to have been having an affair with this presumably younger student of hers.
1: So she gets the assistant to delete all the emails, but the assistant's like, mm, "I don't want to be an assistant forever. You need to make me assistant maestro." And Kate's clearly been dangling that in front of the assistant oh, for yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. And then she she's really good at politicking tar. I mean, she's not that good because it ends up blowing in her uh, blowing up in her face later. But she you can tell got to where she is because she's good at like making people do things and that's what's well, that's of bullying of the- them.
0: That's one of the things that's really good about the movie is you can see how she politics stuff and she how she kind of politi- politics things in a sort of brute force, young-ish baby boomer sort of way. Like, it's interesting movie because she's a lesbian, she's a woman, but yeah. she sort of does carry herself like – a 57-year-old white man, yes, you know, 100%. and like the way she kind of just does these little tiny things to get her way, does these little tiny things to get alone in a room with a young female student and uh-huh. sort of put the hand on the shoulder and do yep. all these little things. It's, it's really subtle, but it's really interesting when you're seeing this character do these things and you're like, oh, my God. She was a man, you'd be like, oh, you'd be like burned out, you'd be in the street protesting <laughs> or whatever. It's, it's, which really does end good. up happening, yeah, sure, it does, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but so she gets the old, old man assistant maestro like transferred, yeah. and then, but then she decides not to give the role to the assistant because she's because she sucks, tar sucks as a person, but indeed. <laughs> but the assistant's like, well, fuck you then. I'm going to give all the info to the DA in New York or whatever. Yeah. And so now – so she goes from being at the top of the top to getting investigated. Her book's not going to sell. She and the essentially cellist, gets
0: cance- – there's like a whole yeah. cancel culture part of this movie, which makes my eyes roll a little bit. But it's handled in an interesting way. And it's like no, it's essentially great. she gets – canceled because it comes out that she was like having an affair with this young woman who killed herself and Mm -hmm. there's a history there's a pattern of her grooming young women who are you know college age grad school age whatever they're not like 14 they're like 22 year olds and it's it's just this this cycle of like abusive power of, like, yes. taking in these young women who want to get into the classical music world and using them as her kind of protege slash muse, you know, all that stuff, and kind of, like, moving on from them, trashing them. Meanwhile, she does have a wife. She does have a child, yeah, car and, and, she, and, yeah, she has a book coming out. She has this huge concert series that's about to sort of... I think the, the setup there is that she's doing all, like, seven or nine... um, Five, smaller
1: smaller smaller, recordings. Yeah, pieces
0: or whatever. Like, isn't that what composers do? They do like seven, that's the whole thing, or five or whatever the number is. And they're like...
1: Wagner's ring is five, I'm pretty sure.
0: So she's doing the final one and she'll be the first person to... The first composer to have like done all of them at like one of the major...
1: Every time I saw the word Mahler in this movie, I kept thinking Bill Maher. Yeah. New rule. (laughs) Um, And this, and trust me, she was politically incorrect in this movie. But so, yeah, she gets canceled. But so then the movie, that's like, there's still like 45 minutes left in the movie. Oh,
0: there's tons of this movie. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so what what I need help with understanding is sure. the last part of the movie which is that the very canceled. end <laughs> we're just spoiling
0: this movie by the way
1: so yeah by the way her best friend in this movie is Mark Strong who's usually a hot Powerball and they give him a wig <laughs> that is so crazy in this movie that is so crazy it is a wavy, but he's still bald, but a wavy like scarlet wig. It is crazy.
0: Yeah. He looks like a, he looks like a fugly music professor.
1: Yeah. Which, which is, is basically com- what
0: he is in the movie.
1: Yeah. But it's like, come on, it's Mark Strong. But anyway, at the end, when she's canceled, he's the one that they tapped to replace her to do the five Mahler things. And it's like everyone's warming up in the beautiful Berlin symphony space. Can't and he's, he's. this movie. He taps his little stick. Everyone's excited. And then he gets tackled <laughs> by Tar. This was the best part of the movie. Oh, it was, This was well, the best part of the movie. The concert's
0: coming up and they... The movie has not revealed to you that she has been replaced as the conductor right. of this thing. Now and you're you really see swirling. her getting ready and she's putting on her tuxedo and all this stuff. Yeah. But it's like weird. She's like hanging out, she's kind of like lurking in the bathroom and like hiding <laughs> from people. You're like, oh, is this just like her pre-show ritual? What's going on? Yeah. And the orchestra is kind of tuning up, tuning it up. And then she walks on, th- and you're seeing it from her POV. She's like, walking onto the stage you think you're about to watch. Meanwhile, sorry, to back it up a little bit, there are a few like music performances in this movie where if you see this in a the theater and the music and the, the sound of the theater is good, it's like yeah. huge orchestral movement. It's, it's yeah. awesome. And you're like, this movie is building up to, you know what? No matter how shitty Tar is at
1: being a person,
0: <laughs> she's great at the conductor business. And you think you're about like, this is the sports movie. You think you're about to watch the big final game. And yeah. she walks onto the thing, and the guy's there, and it's clear she's been replaced. And she fucking punches him in the face and tackles <laughs> she him into a big fight in the middle twice. of this giant concert. It's crazy, <laughs> so it's great. wild, and it's all this buildup, and it's a bait and switch. I th- you think you're about to watch this yeah. epic performance, and actually, she's already lost. And, <laughs> and it's, it's it's wild.
1: It's great. So that's like that's the final pin we're meant to understand of like yeah Lydia Tart, not only did she get canceled <laughs> by all those other shit she did but in public <laughs> attacked this other guy in front of like a million people yeah so then we see her like go to her childhood home and it turns out her name is actually Linda <laughs> yeah she like lives
0: in Queen like she lives in yeah. Queens like.
1: but so this is where I'm confused she goes to her childhood home and her brother comes home and he's like oh hey Linda he is not surprised to see her He is not in the least surprised at, like, what's gone down in her life. And then she goes to, I think, Vietnam. I think so. And we see her, like, interviewing with the new symphony board members and... You know, it's like a step down, clearly. But she's still the <laughs> it maestro. A step,
0: it's a step down, for sure.
1: <laughs> she's still the maestro. They give her, like, a tour. We're used to seeing Tar in, like, private planes. First class. Going from rarefied space to rarefied space. But in this, she's, like, in the back of a little buggy in Vietnam. Bumps in the road. Like, it's yeah. hot. You know, there's, yeah, no kind of there's no Evian. There's no Voss water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but so, you do
0: think... you know,
1: You know what? Maybe she's, like...
0: Okay, she's she's fallen from her perch, and right. she's maybe, like, doing the, you know, the or, like, the biggest orchestra in Vietnam or whatever, and she's doing, like, yeah. some classical music thing here. And it's, like, definitely a major step down from her, but, like, it's something like that. And
1: it's like she still has a job.
0: She still has a job, and in yeah. a way, you're like, you know what? She's maybe having, like, a more rustic, down-to-earth life, and she's kind of finding herself in a sort of eat, pray, love sort of way. Yeah. In Asia, she's on the buggy. She's wearing these linen shirts, and like she's not in these, you know, big autumnal jackets that you see her in, and, and in right. like in Germany and New York. And she's, and her not, New going, York she's not going. She's <laughs> not going for a run in her like jet black Lululemon that <laughs> yeah. you see her in I earlier. Love that. Yeah.
1: No, but she. So the very last scene of the movie is like lights go down, symphony. Like does that little like warm up <laughs> and then. The screens come down behind the symphony and like, I don't know, like a flag starts waving and the music starts playing. Honestly, I don't know anything about music. I was like, okay, I guess it's different to have the screens. But then you cut to the audience and the audience is a bunch of it's a full house. Here's the thing. It's a full house of people dressed up like, I don't know, furries or anime or something.
0: It's it's essentially it's a, I think it's Monster Hunter World is the name of the actual franchise, but it's okay. essentially she's at like a video game pr- convention and she's like right. playing the music from a fucking video game yeah. in front of a bunch of people cosplaying as like, it's like a sort of like a Pokemon-esque. Right. Pokemon RPG Final Fantasy-esque sort of thing.
1: But here's my thing. It's a full house and they're all happy to be here. So I'm like, this really isn't... If I'm supposed to think this is such a fall from grace, I actually don't. I think this was, like, still fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's still powerful. It's still an orchestra. But she's, like, at the Monster Hunter house. convention in Vietnam. If to she see was me. doing Mahler in Berlin.
1: Yeah, I guess. But if she was, you know, if it was a real... Str- she's still getting paid to do what she loves. She's still in the power position. If you wanted to see her really down and out, give her a guitar. Make her sing like Jenny in the bar from Forrest Gump. She doesn't you know? do that. <laughs> give her, throw her on the stage at make Coyote Ugly. Make okay. her a volunteer
0: firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> Drop her in Northern California in September. I don't know. I like
1: just, I just was like, this isn't that bad. Um, oh my God. I just didn't think it was that bad. There is also a very fun scene where she, she has a daughter who... I just want everyone to know the synopsis for this film on Google is like Lydia Tar goes through psychological damage, but through it all has her daughter Petra to offer her comfort. I'm like, this <laughs> kid's in this movie for two scenes. Yeah. And, what? <laughs> and the best scene
0: is when Tar absolutely <laughs> dresses down and bullies a nine year old.
1: Yeah, she. But it's a very interesting scene where she yeah bullies this other kid, and um, it's like a good view of like okay. Tar just does whatever the fuck she wants. (laughs) doesn't care if you're a nine-year-old. If you're an 89-year-old, she's doing whatever she wants. But yeah, so I just, that was my thing is I was like, this isn't that bad. I wouldn't mind being the maestro for a beloved monster's universe, (laughs) whatever.
0: Sure, sure.
1: I, anyway, I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm glad I finally saw it because this is like everyone, everyone was talking about this movie, loving this film. I, I, just I mean, I saw it's
0: it. like, it's sort of like wickedly funny the ending of it. Like,
1: it's very if, uh, and when she tackles Mark if, Strong is yeah, right? those
0: two moments when she tackles Mark Strong and then when it's revealed that she's like at a video game convention and the movie just ends. <laughs> you're like, what? It's just like two yeah. massive. Bait and switch moments where you think it's leading to one thing and it's not, and it's actually it's so much worse. And you're like, uh oh, tar, tar is slipping again. Here we go. Tar 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 is, is so falling lifting. to another. It is like a very much a descent of like a powerful person sort of yeah. movie. And it's sort of, it's wild because the movie is so, you know, buttoned up and uptight, and you're in this world of classical music for two hours and 35 minutes. Yeah. And then at the end it's like bah, dah, bah, 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 video games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, I'd like to see her maestro that. Um, so that's that's it. Listen, you wanted Tarcast, you got Tarcast. There we go. We are we did We also it didn't
0: watch The Amazing Race, so we have nothing no, to say. No, we didn't about watch that, that. Um, do you want to talk about decision to leave while we're on movies and then we can do Survivor?
1: Okay, yeah, real quick. I did. So, Brett last week, if you guys remember, fully convinced me to watch Decision to Leave. He got me excited because he said there are two horny characters, or lots of horny characters. Two. Okay. Two horny characters. It was the same director as um, Handmaiden and something else. Old boy. Old boy. So, I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be like crazy, crazy fun and exciting. It is so boring. Decision to leave. Decision to leave. <laughs> That's what I should have made <laughs> instead of watching this movie. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I mean, I just kept waiting. It's so talk about slow. And this movie didn't even start tackling anyone. The first hour anyone. is like
0: hilarious. Is hilarious, and it's just weird. And the, he has a weird sidekick who like kicks people.
1: Yeah, the sidekick <laughs> I guess is like interesting. I just couldn't believe that Brett got me to watch this movie. I, I was liked like, it. you know, it was Sunken Cost Elsie at a certain point. It was like two and a, again, another two and a half hour movie. Sure was. At 140, I was like, I can't believe. Like, I guess I have to finish this. And guess what? I didn't. That's, fine. That's fine. <laughs> I watched enough. I needed a little more noir. I get that she was a kind of femme fatale, but we it needed was more weird, fatale. Yeah,
0: it was weird. Okay. So you didn't you didn't like it.
1: I didn't see what was so wrong with his current wife. It's this guy cheating on his wife who seems perfectly beautiful and lovely. I guess she's a nerd. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, she's a nerd. She works at the <laughs> nuclear power factory.
1: <laughs> but And then, then the other girl is like from China. So she is exciting. She, yeah. E- exotic. Yeah, and
0: she like might have killed her other husband or she, Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. She definitely did. Yeah.
1: Spoilers. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, you know, so I trust a lot of Brett's recommendations. RRR was a hit. And sometimes you you hit it on the head. Sometimes it's a decision to leave.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sure many have made a decision to leave regarding this episode. Uh, so <laughs> let's get into something that people care about. Uh, okay. Well, actually, you know what? Let's apologize. Let's do a mea culpa. Let's do one. Let's do one. Um, uh, Note one question from our notifications here. Okay, on uh, Elon Musk's uh, microblogging website, and mm-hmm. um, it's from Spicy Marco BB, the benefactor. It's a big, question. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts right. on BB can all-star rumors? Danielle, are you aware? Yes. Are you aware that the BB can blogosphere has? found, like, is a, a frame of the Zapruder <laughs> film that seems to indicate that there's, like, a 5% chance there might be a BB Canada All-Star seasons
1: in a couple weeks. Okay, so what I'm about to say should not come as a surprise to anyone. The only Big Brother Canada All-Star in existence is former guest Kevin.
0: Yeah, Ke- yeah. I mean, so we haven't heard from Kevin. We
1: haven't heard from him. We've um, not
0: reached out to him either.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> He didn't proactively tell us anything.
0: He did it and we did it. Yeah, you know.
1: (laughs) But I just, I'm sorry. It's like when the former house guests on Big Brother Canada appear in like a challenge and everyone has to act all excited. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. It's Steve (laughs) from BB Canada 3. And he's
0: like, I love my home state of Manitoba. And...
1: That's how I feel when I see the room. I've seen the rumors. I've seen people posting pictures like, if this queen returns, <laughs> I'll die. And I'm like, I'm so happy for you. But I don't know who that girl is. Like, that girl might as well be. That girl might as well be, like, the barista at my local coffee shop. Probably I don't is. know.
0: With those prizes. <laughs> a domestic vacation in Canada. Courtesy of Expedia. Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about like we you and I've only seen two seasons of BB Canada, nine right. and ten. There yeah. is one all star. It's Hedley guest. If you were to rank his career achievements, one being a guest on this podcast, two yeah. being a winner of BB Canada 10, three, whatever he's done in his career. Um, Kevin Jacobs yes hopefully he's there he also strikes me as a guy who'd be like no i'm good
1: i um i i (laughs) maybe i don't know all of this
0: (laughs) all of this stems from like on one like one web page on whatever channel bb canada is on in canada there's like a drop down of like look at Photos from seasons of old seasons <laughs> of Big Brother Canada. And on the drop down, it's one of them says like BB Canada All-Stars. And I'm getting yeah. there's some <laughs> debate as to maybe this drop down has existed for months or years and no one has noticed it. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but also you have people online saying like Big Brother Canada is still like actively pursuing, trying to find new recruits as well. There's still like advertisements on social media, on television for like looking for BB Canada cast and stuff. So whatever, I'm not going to know, you know, if we've only watched 20% of the seasons of <laughs> Big Brother Canada, I'm probably only going to know 20% of the house guests on it. I'm excited to learn who they are. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, got to watch BB should Canada it, for it it now. should show
1: be starting in a month? Should yeah, it usually, start starts in, usually
0: starts around March. Gotta get um, Wendy's. Wendy's TBD, honestly, on whether I'm
1: gonna watch it or not. We'll see. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's fine for me. That's fine. You know, less work for me to do. It's gonna be wild that we're but, there's gonna be a season, like an active season of Big Brother going on in one of our countries. And we're like <laughs> You know
1: what was weird about Tar? <laughs> Here's my thing. I just want to warn everyone. You don't care. Before Big Brother 20. 20- Five. Four? Five? Before Big Brother 25 airs this season, I'm going to get heavy into the, like, rumor and spoilers. Okay. Like, cottage industry. I'm going to start rumors from our account. I'm going to be such a this little shit good.
0: This is such a good move for you and for us. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to get like, you better get that hashtag BB25 ready. I'm going to be spoiler girls, like competition. I can't
0: wait for us, for our account to get blocked by more prominent <laughs> BB posters.
1: They're going to hate me. You know why? Cuz I've got nothing better to do <laughs> and it just seems so easy. It seems so easy to start this shit and just get everyone all kerfuffled. I'm just going to I'm going to write the most cryptic posts as if I am that character from Photoshop. Batman.
0: You got to get Photoshop and you got to like have a fake text message <laughs> Like, combo with yes. me. And then you like Photoshop yes. the name, and it's like Paul Calafiore <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, you're going to be on BB25. And I'll like reply Winky with the, the eyes, the two eyes emoji. Yes. And you be like, confirm, <laughs> Paulie confirmed.
1: Yes, that's what I'm going to do. So, listeners of Hey Julie, you have the exclusive first info that it all will be coming from me.
0: This is actually how we start a revolution. <laughs> Because everyone who listens to Big to Hey Julie at Hey yeah. Julie BB, yeah, they can become shit posters as well, and they can mm-hmm. amplify our lies. What we yes. are trying to do is to create a misinformation <laughs> campaign on the internet, and you are the army.
1: I am the Show general. Show loyalty.
0: Danielle is the ruler. She's the emperor. The yes, empress. I'm the emperor. And yes. Each sort of Divine right of Kings situation going on. She has been given this Thank title you. by a religious deity. And, uh, you know, maybe I might be decapitated at some point. Anyways.
1: Someone's got to be sacrificed. Yeah,
0: that's fine, fine for me. I mean, I don't know who's going to post the pod, but we'll, we'll, see, we'll figure out what, what happens. So if you guys amplify all of our stupid, incorrect rumors, then like, you know, this is how it starts. This is how we start. Just
1: wait. Remember Uh, Gossip Gertie from Batman?
0: Yes, you're a huge fan. Gossip Gertie. (laughs) Gotta get the big glasses.
1: Why did we talk about Gossip Gertie so much? It really left an impression on me. Talking about Gossip Gertie. Don't ask me. (laughs) Ask.
0: Look in the mirror.
1: Okay, I know we have got to talk about Survivor. Only half hour into the pod. (laughs) Okay, so we got. Let's meet. Let's meet them. (laughs)
0: Let's meet the Fablemans. (laughs) <laughs> the cast of survivor 44 has dropped courtesy yeah. of a number of websites um I started reading their bios and then I got very bored yeah and
1: you watched the videos
0: I watched the videos on something called paramount pressexpress.com <laughs> I guess this is like a press website for paramount. Um, so we're gonna go we're gonna go in order of the list on ew.com. I didn't really read these bios, I, I read a bunch of them, and they're just like so boring, and they're all all more yeah. just it's like to I'm gonna win Survivor because I'm really good and I really want mm-hmm. to, and like I went through hard things in my life, and this is all about which is great, which is fine. We can't wait for the for the sob stories, but it's just like not interesting to read. But I, I got the vibe from people's videos.
1: Okay. So I, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to go through, Brett's going to give the video vibe and I'm going to give just my like, based off of pics and text vibe. So we're starting with Claire Rafson. She's 25. She's from Illinois, but she lives in Brooklyn. Let's go Brooklyn. And she's a tech investor. Now this is a red flag. 25 year old investor. How?
0: Yeah, I mean, if it was like Xander or something, I'd be like, oh, my God. I live in Hawaii, and I'm going I'm an to invest her. <laughs> Here's the deal with Claire, okay. though. She's queer. She's black. Mm-hmm. And she's yep. Jewish. And she's Jewish. <laughs> yes! Get one for us! She's so one you're rooting of for us. Her. Yeah. Um, so, she, actually, she's kind of cool. She's kind of cool. I really liked her.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Good.
0: I, I really, I mean, just so I can root, root for someone who's like, yo, I'm a weird Jew. I'm like, yes. What's up, Meet the fablements. What's going on? <laughs> so low. Um,
1: All right, cool. The next char- character, the next person is Matt Blankenship. A nod, perhaps, to the secretary from Mad ship. Men. She was born <laughs> in a farm.
0: She died on the sixty-fifth floor. She was an astronaut. Uh, uh, okay, so Matt, there's like, there's like. Four guys on this season who look exactly the same, and they're all like twenty seven and have big glasses, and they're like, "I'm a nerd." They kind of just like ran out of out of like stereotypes, out of archetypes this year. And Matt, and there's another guy who like look exactly the same, and it's like, yeah, he's like San Francisco
1: bro. But here's the thing: if you took his glasses off, he would look just like. Um, Aubrey Plaza's boyfriend in The White Lotus. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure.
1: (laughs) And that guy's hot. So, okay. Yeah, no,
0: he's, this guy's going to be a bit of a dreamboat. I, I, of the weird horn rimmed glasses nerds, this guy was my favorite. Um, He, he's sweet. He, he's funny. He's kind of self deprecating. He's a little bit more mature than some of the other young nerd, young nerdy men on this show. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, he definitely has like a sort of that vibe of that guy on The White Lotus, too.
1: It's like those two we just talked about. They're fresh. They're young. They're full of joy to vive. Now let's get into the real shit. Caroline Weiger.
0: Oh, she's been through some stuff. This is the real shit. She's been through some stuff.
1: She's 35. We love that. She's from Minnesota and she's a drug counselor. And she, you know, talks about being in recovery for addiction. I just know that this story is going to make me cry already. I'm ready. I'm ready. I also just love, you know, she's got the blonde hair, the tats. She's 35. She's wearing a swimsuit that looks like Baywatch. Looks great.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's she's been through it. She's got, um, she has a son. Mm-hmm. She's like a little bit, she's like a little bit loud and she might be, um, she might be a little bit obnoxious for some people. Uh, yeah. And her whole thing in her bio is like. I don't care if people think I'm obnoxious. I'm just gonna be me because I've been through enough. I've been through (laughs) enough going on in my (laughs) life. Uh, I've been an addict. I'm a counselor. I'm like not gonna pretend anymore. And I think think she's talked about Marianne a bit. Yeah, she talks Mm -hmm. about Marianne a bit in her bio. And she's like, Marianne was just herself. and She won the game. So I'm gonna do that. Um, We'll we'll see, (laughs) we'll see. I don't know. I'm always a little bit uh, worried. And like multiple people say this when they're like, I'm annoying. Yeah. (laughs) My personality is grating. I'm just going to do that.
1: It's like, yeah, we know why you were cast. (laughs) We see this.
0: (laughs) No, but she does seem sweet and and interesting and, and, you know, like just like an interesting character, a unique character that I I don't really remember seeing on the show.
1: Can I just say on a whole, it's like, maybe this is just where I'm at. You know, seeing as I'm also like, like our friend, Caroline, Carolyn, sorry. I'm also almost 35. As soon as I see the ages and we go from 27, I'm like, all right, whatever. 35, I'm like, okay, I'm interested. And it's the same for the next contestant. Yam, yam. He's 36. Oh my God. I don't know. There's something about when I see the three in in the number in front of the name, Three and up, you know. Then I'm like a little more invested. The the so weird something.
0: The weird thing about being a current 35 year old,
1: yeah,
0: is like when you see Carolyn, 35, yum yum. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's Puerto Rican. It's more of like a jam jam. He sort of says it in the video. Uh, okay. it's more of a J yeah. sound. Cool. Uh I apologize uh, for mispronouncing everything. <laughs> um It's interesting seeing people who are like 35, 36. Carolyn's, she got some. There's some like age to her. There's like some weatheredness yes, to her body. But, but also like. she was like a heroin addict or some shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm interested in. I'm like, oh, you have lived. It's like these people have lived.
0: Jam Jam is Has salt lived. and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's interesting about this, we will get to this. Um, there are a couple things. There's a couple of interesting things. There are two Puerto Rican contestants this year. Yum Not yum bad. being the first of them. There are two gay male salon slash barber owner, mm-hmm. place where you get your hair cut owners on right. um, this season. Is that gonna cause alliances? Is it gonna cause Spider-Man meme? There can't be two, there can't be two like bear daddy, yeah. Salon barbershop owner, haircuttery owners. On this island. There's only room for one of us on this here island in Fiji. Anyways. Yeah. Jam Jam is like, he's amazing. Oh my God. Like, he's like, I'm going to win. He's, I'm going to win. Of course, I'm the best at this. And you're like, oh God, this is a guy who's like, he like already hates the humidity, even though he's from Puerto Rico and he says he's used to it. And he's like, this guy is going to be completely like falling over himself and horrible at the... Uh, competitions but like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know I'm just rooting for him he's just a I like his he's pick. just a light it's like the, he's a yeah, light exactly. in this world
1: exactly so I'm rooting for him then another 30 something Lauren Harp gorgeous yeah good she's energy good. from the picture she's good
0: yeah she's got like this southern accent southern energy to her she's very she's very sweet
1: she's a mother she play. she has multiple children yeah and single mother single mother Plays Mario Kart. Do, 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 Tar. <laughs> <laughs> I like, great. I am interested to see how she goes, how she does it. Good vibes in the video?
0: Good vibes in the video. I wouldn't say okay. like standout, but I would say, you know, top half.
1: Okay. Jom um, Jom was a standout. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell from the pick, John Jom looks great. Now, here's another one who I'm just like, of course. Danny Massa, 32, from the Bronx.
0: Danny you know is like right everything he looks like.
1: <laughs> He's a firefighter.
0: From the Bronx. The boogie from down the, Like, we Bronx. needed
1: this. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean he's like he's he seems like very friendly and stuff he's like a bit broy and like doing stupid faces and doing like karate yeah. moves and shit um yeah. i this guy's probably gonna do pretty well like firefighters historically do pretty well on this show because they're used to like living through like the absence of life and the absence of like <laughs> habitable conditions yeah um so yeah i mean i don't know i I'm a little bit sometimes you're worried when you see like a big big white dude covered in tats and he's like I'm the a firefighter Bronx. I'm a bro yeah. and you're like oh god <laughs> where yeah. were you on January 6th bro but I, I think you know? there's a I mean you know there's a chance that he kind of has a sort of who was the guy from last season who is a bit um
1: Gabler
0: he not Gabler there was a younger guy who was a bit
1: Gabler's friend <laughs> Gabler had
0: no friends
1: Mike Mike Mike
0: who's Mike
1: there was a there was a guy named Mike. Maybe he was actually There's a on the There was with a firefighter Jonathan.
0: from a different season. Whatever. I'm yeah. losing. I'm losing my touch. Uh but oh he was like almost like Cody. It's like almost like if Cody were a firefighter.
1: Mm, Cody from last okay. season, but
0: he was a firefighter. Yes. So, you yeah. know. Um I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be I think he'll be all right. Yeah. I think he'll be all right.
1: Uh, Heidi. Yes. Greenblatt. 43 years old. Also from, also from Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. An engineering manager. We've got a lot of software engineers, engineering yeah, we managers, do. tech investors. It's um, I guess just what everyone works in these days. But yeah, she seems cool. You know, she, I, again, I see the 43 and I'm like, yes. Yeah. Tell me about how you Manage an engineering team. I want to know about that. She's really
0: interesting and driven, and she she didn't move to America until she was in her early 20s, but now she has a family. Um, she lives in Pennsylvania now, but is from Puerto Rico, obviously. I, I, you know, she's interesting. She's sweet. I get a... To be honest, I get a bit of like a Jenny, our friend, Jen, we love Jenny from like oh, three or four Jenny. seasons ago. Like yeah, the woman in her, her early forties, who's like got a job and a family. And is like a very accomplished person who's like, like
1: put together, yeah. But
0: who's going to get like 14th place. <laughs>
1: yeah, Like All Through right. no
0: fault of her own. And maybe, and listen, I don't know how this is going to shake out. We've seen anybody can win this game. But i I'd, am I rooting for her? Absolutely.
1: Yes, but of course. I, I don't
0: know. I don't. I don't particularly see her as someone who's gonna like blow people away and be like the master, the master and commander.
1: Yeah, you know who hasn't lived, Carson. Carson Garrett.
0: <laughs> Carson is like worst <laughs> version of David or Michael or whoever. Matt Matt Blankenship. He, he's this is he's the 20. second like nerdy guy who's like an engineering student with big horn ring glasses and. Yeah, it's I just mean, like
1: all of his life experience is like playing board games, you know, or like 3D printing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's just not much for me there to grasp onto. to. Sure. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's fine. He's like a nerd. He's like an aerospace engineering student or something like that. So good for him. Maybe build yourself a rocket ship to get off the island.
1: Build yourself a <laughs> rocket ship. <laughs> um, okay. He didn't do it for and, me. Then we go to Maddie. Oh, yes. Maddie is 28 and she lives in Brooklyn. And she does oh, yeah. describe herself as feral, which I appreciate.
0: I kind of liked Maddie. She's, yeah. I, I could see her, I could see her playing her. It seemed like she wanted to play a relatively aggressive game from her video. Mm-hmm. It seemed like she was like, she was like, oh, yeah, when I get, to, like, she was just like, oh, yeah, after the merge, this is what I'm doing. Like, it wasn't even like, if I get to the merge. She wants to, like, right. She it seems like she wants to play a pretty aggressive game. She wants to dispel the thoughts that a woman who would win the game can't be like a strong, like manipulative player or or social engineer, that they have to be more of like a laid-back social player who gets by from just being nice to everybody. She wants to play, you know, from what it seemed like from her video, more of a male style where she's winning comps, she's doing strategy, she's doing all this stuff. And, Cause she wants to be, she just wants to be like a strong player throughout the game. And yeah. so I, I liked it. She's like, oh, I'm the middle child of five girls. I have two older sisters, I have two younger sisters. And like, it's hard for me to stand out in my own family. So I'm coming here to like stand out and take control. So. I, I thought She'd, she was spunky. She'll probably get like be the first person kicked out or something. I like get that, a lot but. of
1: funk, and it's the kind of funk I really like. She's for what is the accomplishment you are most proud of? Make the hottest guy from NYU date me for the last seven years. Now, as someone who went to NYU and has seen the guys who go there, the hottest street guy is different from the hottest guy at NYU. I should have to <laughs> NYU. I am sure there is a real, real fall there, but I still love. I love that she said that. All right, now we're talking, Speaking now we're hot getting- hot guys. I was just going to say, now we're getting into real daddy territory with Bruce Perot. He's 46, and this man is an insurance agent from Rhode Island.
0: Okay, I need to talk about, I just need to talk about the Rhode Island part of this. Okay. Rhode Island, famously, famously, not a large state. In fact, our smallest right. geographically in terms of land mass. Bruce, hometown, West Warwick, Rhode Island. Current (laughs) residence, Warwick, Rhode Island. I can't imagine. I've never heard of, there's only one city in Rhode Island, and it's called Providence, and there was a TV show with John Hamm on it. (laughs) He has to specify, no, I was born in West Warwick. I live in Warwick. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I can't imagine
0: Warwick being very large. It's not a large place, Rhode Island. Good for him specifying, but it's just it was something that was just interesting to me that he was like, "No, I'm from West I West Warwick. I live in Warwick." Correct right. me if I'm wrong, Rhode Islanders, if Warwick is huge.
1: Yeah, let us know <laughs> everyone who is if you either are from there or have been there once, let us know. Um, there's not a ton. I like that he's very brief in his answers, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, he is a wife guy. He's 46. He's a family guy. There's nothing else I need to stand. He I love that.
0: was abandoned by his parents as a child and lived in the foster yeah, care system until he was seven years old. And he, yeah. he kind of talks about this about a bit in the video and in the profile, and he kind of just says, like he says in the video. He said, "I at you know one point I lived in a house, and at you know cumulatively I had like 120 other kids living with me over those five years where I was in foster care. So I had to learn how to form short-term relationships with people, long-term relationships wow. with people. So I, I this I just want to give this guy a hug. I don't
1: yeah. know if this
0: guy's, this guy, I mean, he just seems like a great guy. Like I'm
1: about lived.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think this guy's like the most interesting person in the world, but he's like." Just like a beautiful, great energy to him. Clearly, like mm-hmm. lives with this trauma in his younger yeah. life, and it's like he's just like really outwardly positive about that. Like, hey, I lived through this as a young child, and now I've like formed my own family, and like that's what's most important to him. So good for him.
1: Yeah, good for him. Can't wait to see how he does. Then we get to Sarah Wade, who is like another twenty-seven-year-old girl. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. There's, I mean, this is Sarah Wade, our Cassidy of the season. Maybe. I mean,
0: we, we Cassidy was one. I thought Cassidy fine. did win. Uh, <laughs> Sarah was a complete nothing to me.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like she's gonna go far because it's not very memorable.
0: I guess so, unless she turns out to be like a weird freak who like fights with people. But um, yeah,
1: which would be great.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This was this, this was. One of a few people who I was just like... She was just like a plain, unsalted, unbuttered cracker.
1: Mm-hmm. Butter those crackers. Butter those
0: crackers. Butter those <laughs> biscuits.
1: Um, okay. speaking of biscuits. So let's <laughs> oh, get to Matthew <laughs> Grinstead-Mail. He's 43. This is the other barbershop owner. Daddy. Yeah, definitely a daddy. Definitely. Um... He's married. He's got a husband named Dale. He fell in love with me before I knew how to love myself. Wow. I mean, talk about Last of Us, episode
0: three. We'll get there. We'll get there.
1: (laughs) Will we? Will we? I don't know. You have Um, to go. (laughs) (laughs) He seems great. He seems great. I mean... Yeah, no, he's... I
0: I mean, unless he turns into like a weird monster. But he was... Yeah, he was like very very positive it's just a big bear guy just hanging out having a big old beard talking about his husband and his kid and cutting hair <laughs> i'm like yeah, yeah he was he was good it's just interesting that we have like two guys with a kind of just a very similar background right. uh, there but you know, I hope I hope they're all friends. I hope he does well. I can see him doing pretty well. I can see him also being a bit of a physical threat just cuz he's like just this big burly dude. He's a, big boy. he's a yeah, so
1: I need a big boy.
0: But yeah. he, he's he's absolutely lovely and I support him.
1: Uh it's like tech, it's like the tech nerds versus the hairstylists this year. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, cuz we also then we bring we have Helen Lee. She's in San Francisco of course. She's a product manager. Um, She didn't really offer like,
0: much. The one thing that was really interesting that she said was, I'm a product manager, and she described what a product manager in tech does, and she kind of boiled it down to a product manager doesn't actually do anything.
1: because no, they set the meetings.
0: They basically set the meetings and make sure the engineers are doing their thing and make sure the right. executives and the other people are doing their thing. And she's like, I kind of don't do anything but that in and of itself is a skill, uh, because I have to manage a lot of people and I have to kind of keep everything moving, um, politically, organizationally, without actually doing any work of herself, uh, on yeah. her own. So I just I thought it was just interesting, you know, the way she talked about how that might parlay into, you know, right, moving a tribe forward, how to, you know, moving the politics of a tribe, well, you know not doing anything yeah
1: I mean I think if she's a good product manager she'll do really well at survivor and just like how really good product managers are amazing to work with they actually even though they don't do they're not like building the thing like the fact that they keep things moving is a skill for sure and making sure everyone's like checking in giving updates if there's blocks they try I from my experience they try to help remove those blocks blah 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 so yeah if she's good at it she'll be good
0: um josh wilder is next he is a surgical podiatrist so he operates on feet just that's what he's going to do in the middle of the night he's going to slice people's feet open <laughs> only I, mean, I know how to save you
1: and this is so specific i i he's sweet cannot he's nice. imagine oh yeah but day in day out you clock in you get your little scalpel Chopping off, on chopping tootsies. off feet,
0: chopping <laughs> off feet. Quentin Tarantino would like a word.
1: Yeah, I just love that there are so, like that's the thing. The tech people kind of boring job wise. I love when I find these other jobs in the wild that I just have never considered, and now I'm thinking about being a surgical podiatrist. It's like when we had what's his name? I think last season or the season before, who was like. A bird only.
0: (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, like an aviary veterinary. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Omar.
1: Omar. Yeah, I love finding out about new jobs like that. So, yeah, there's nothing. um, Josh, you know, he's a doctor. What what else is there to say? He's sweet.
0: He's active. He said he's going to lie about being a doctor. He didn't say what he's going to say he is. I would imagine he's probably going to say he's like a a physical, like a personal trainer or something like that because he's like – He's fit. He's 34, but doesn't look a day over 26. Yeah. You know, he's just. No, he a, looks really young. Yeah, no.
1: He... Um, then we get to Jamie Lynn Ruiz, who's 35, who has like, she's got the cutest smile. She's really cute. She looks young too. Um, she's a yogi. <laughs> That's her occupation. Yeah. But she was in corporate America. So I'm like, did she make a ton of money in corporate America? And now she does but she's only 35. No, but so also she
0: it was weird because in her video she's like, oh, I'm like a marketing manager and a yogi.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> okay. it sounds like
0: she's not like a full-time like yoga instructor. Uh, right. This person was ultimately a nothing for me. Um okay. it was interesting in her video though, she was, I used to work in the corporate world. And then it cuts to a photo of her like from that time, and she's just like Wearing a blouse and drinking a coffee, and we're like, "That's <laughs> that's it. That's a, that's corporate world. That's it. Um, that's it." I don't know. She, she. I don't know. It sounds like she. I don't know. To me, she just doesn't really seem really interesting. And she's like grasping at straws to be like, "When I was in the corporate world, I had to like claw for each promotion, and now I'm gonna claw to get every you know week into the game or whatever." And it's like that's not like, not the only thing. About right. you it doesn't really show anything. It's like most people have a job at a corp. Like everybody works for a corporation.
1: At some point, even if I you're a barista, that. you work for a corporation, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I, she's sweet. She'll be voted out or instantly, or she'll go all the way to the end because she's like, I don't know, forgettable. Yeah.
1: You know who's not forgettable? My man Kane Fritzler. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> yes, I need to talk so about he's, Kane.
1: You know, he's Canadian from Moose Jaw. He lives currently in Saskatoon. Don't you know? Yeah. He's a law student and he won the like National Canadian Negotiating championships, yes. which I didn't realize existed. I really can't think it's that like, great. You won it in Canada. I want to see you go up against an American negotiator. Go
0: up against Dr. House MD. Oh, he was a doctor. <laughs> but like, bull, bull.
1: Yeah. Talk to bull and then get back to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I like it. I mean, he's, he has like Kevin Jacobs energy. He's like, yes, I'm a lawyer. I'm smarter than everyone. And I'm just here to have a good time and like mess with people. And yeah. he has this quote in the video. I wrote it down. I came here as a game first. I didn't come here to grow as a person. I'm sure I will. I didn't come here to win a million dollars. I'm young. I'm sort of implying that he's like, I have plenty of my, I'm about to be a lawyer. I have plenty of time to yeah. earn a million dollars in my life. He, I don't know. It's like, he's kind of YOLOing it. And Man. he's just like, Interesting guy. If you haven't seen the photos yet, you know, he's kind of like a bit of like a bigger guy, but he's got like this red curly hair and big glasses. He looks like a Philip Seymour Hoffman character. And yeah, yes. I'm I very much support Kane. We like him. Yeah, I like we
1: like him. Kane. Fritz. I'm going to call him Fritz. Then we have Franny. I do like the name Franny Marin from 23. I mean, sorry, from Franny. She's 23. She's from. She's a asshole. Well, she lives in Massachusetts, Cambridge. Is this like her telling us she that she to went to Harvard? Yeah, probably. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, she's a research coordinator. There's nothing, nothing that really. Gets no, me about she's her very other than much
0: like a. She's like a very granola, sort of like yeah. oh, I'm
1: a grad student.
0: And, um, yeah, she's
1: a grad student at Harvard. <laughs> she's a little bit uh, weird.
0: She's a little bit weird. Okay, and here's what she okay. says in the in the interview. She's like, I'm. I'm really zesty with people. And then she doubles out and she's like, zesty is my word. I say zesty all the time because I think it describes me. And she just said zesty five times in 60 seconds. And I just needed to write that down. I just needed to talk about it and get your temperature on the situation. For
1: sure she said it in like her initial audition with the casting people and they all like laughed. So she was like, all right, this is my thing. It even says, I'm going to keep saying Three
0: words to describe you. Curious, calculating, zesty.
1: (laughs) She's my zesty bestie. (laughs) (laughs) She wishes. Um, Finally, we have Brandon Cotton, 30, from Newtown, Pennsylvania. He's a security specialist. Um... And he was in the NFL.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I mean, he's, do you remember him? No,
0: he no. <laughs> Here's the thing: whenever they have like an NFL player on, yeah, on this show, I'm like, who? And I'm like obsessed <laughs> with the NFL, and I can name like hundreds of he players. He was on
1: the Seattle Seahawks.
0: He was like, yeah, he was like a seemingly like a sort of like very fringe roster guy on it, like much like Danny from a couple of years ago too. I was like, who?
1: Yeah. I guess I remember that. And name. well, that's who he says is his hero, Danny.
0: Yeah, a guy who like didn't get very far into the game. Like, <laughs> well,
1: What's this? Which like, player
0: do you identify with most? So yeah, he could say, yeah, I identify with Danny because he and I had this incredibly specific job, so I identify with that person the most. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess similar vibes. Like he's like yeah. big. He's friendly. He's yeah. It's gonna be strong, doesn't play in the NFL on, no. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they get very interesting MLB players on Survivor. Right. I, I don't think they, in my mind they've had uh, an interesting NFL player on there. I mean but they are... any interesting NFL player who's like good at the NFL would never go on, on this. Like they would never like Whoa. not eat for thirty days and like get mm, bitten by a snake. Yeah,
1: yeah fair enough. Well, that's the cast. I think they look good. I other than Fritz, no one really stands out as like a f- super fun character.
0: Fritz. Um, oh, well, maybe Jam Jam. Jam Jam. Oh yeah. Jam Jam and Kane are definitely gonna like pop out as favorites. Um yeah. among the women. Um, I guess like Heidi and Lauren will probably pop out. As being favorites as well, um, we shall see. I mean it's a, it's a good ca- it's a good cast. We'll see. It's hard to it's, a good it's cast. hard to tell. Like you don't know like who in three days is gonna like ha- you know we'll have like broken their ankle or like we'll have like <laughs> yeah. a massive disgusting sunburn across their face that you have to look at for for many episodes
1: or has to leave for like a super mysterious medical reason that- and then Marianne starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: happened. On the promo at the end of the finale a couple weeks ago, there was like, Jeff was like, this was like the button on the promo was Jeff was like, medic, get the doctor in here. (laughs) And they had like, they had like a stretch around and all this, all this stuff. So I'm just saying right now, someone here might not make it past the first First challenge. And when does this,
1: does this premiere next week?
0: March 1st. So we're about a month away. A month away. I
1: was gonna say that's next week. It's less. It's no, well, it's confidence. February. So there's like nine <laughs> less
0: days in it than any other month.
1: Yeah. Um, so that is Survivor. We we both wanted to discuss Last of Us. Last of Us.
0: Yeah, last week you and I were like But
1: there's not that much to say really. Oh,
0: that's fine. We don't have to make this a million 30 minutes. <laughs> a million and thirty.
1: Last week, Brett went on a tear about how much he hated Last of Us. And for some reason, in his mind, he included me as like, we're both never watching this show again. Yeah. Even though I said it's my Sunday night show, I'm gonna keep watching. I was just And cr- then you texted me. I was just critical. You texted me. <laughs> you were my <laughs> Saying, oh, hey, you really should watch episode three. <laughs> I, mean, As like, if I didn't three watch it live. Like, <laughs> I watched it already, honey. I didn't give up yet. You were the one who went on the tear about how much. And I, I, listen, I'm not saying I didn't agree. I agreed at the time that I don't like zombie shows. But episode three of Last of Us, no spoilers because it's been a week later, you right? Just
0: spoiled Can- a like two hour, 45 minute movie. That's nominated for Best Picture. Granted, it's been out for like three or four months. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I just want to say that I, I might have spoke too soon. I might have been right about the general shape of the show. The first two episodes was just like zombie stuff. And it was like, we got to go to a new town. Oh, the new town has zombies in it. We got to go to another new town. That town has zombies in it. And it was just like, it was just. It was HBO Walking Dead and that it was like, okay, this yeah. is The Walking Dead, but this is a higher higher class version. This is the Mercedes version. And Walking Dead is the Ford. It's a Ford pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And then episode three comes along and I am like weeping in the middle of the yeah. episode. It was one of the, m- the most effective and beautifully written, beautifully acted hours of television I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I can't, it's so good. I can't be more effusive with my praise. Oh.
1: No, but here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing.
0: Not, I might not be wrong, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to like be wrong about this because I'm like, <laughs> no, wow, I this know, is like this show like moved to another level. At the same time, the next episode is it just going to be back to the two main characters being like, uh oh, no. we have to go to a new town and there's zombies there.
1: This I think they're going to have other
0: episode was like a not a bottle episode, but it was like very much outside of what the main plot of this show is. And it seemed like a one off sort of thing. Is every week going to be like this? I don't know. It's, it is it going to have to advance the main plot, which is two people running away from zombies. So I, I'm i very interested to see what happens next on Sunday night. I, I I'm very interested to see if it goes back to what one and two were like or if it's going to continue and like. From three on, this is going to be like the most brilliantly written and conceived show ever made.
1: If you'll recall, Danny said in the last episode, well, they could do flashbacks. We could see life in different times. And that's pretty much what they did. I do want to say on the record during the episode, which, as Brett said, was very beautiful. It's just like a love story and it's like a perfect love story. Every, but like until the almost the very end. I kept saying to my husband, like, okay, now he's going to kill him. <laughs> now he's going to turn out to be evil. <laughs> I kept waiting for, like, I thought this was going to be the example show, the example episode where it shows, like, you can't trust humans. Humans are bad, too. Like, I really, yeah. I was like, he's a scammer. Don't let that guy in your house. <laughs> I was, like, so untrusting. I was ready for that. No, I was ready for that
0: in the first <laughs> half, for sure. I
1: was like, he's going to shoot him. Oh, he's, or, like, uh, at one point... Um, Nick Offerman gets shot. And I was like, okay, this is it. Now it's his chance. He's going to kill him. He's weak. (laughs) It never happened.
0: (laughs) You only have one Emmy for best actor in a guest appearance. Do you give it to Nick or do you give it to Murray?
1: Hmm, Honestly, I think Murray. Wow. Just because Murray is so fresh. I, I looked him up. I was like, who is this hottie boom body? He's from White Lotus. Well, that's the thing. I didn't realize it was him from White yeah. Lotus. So I think the fact, Nick Offerman, like, you're never really, he's never really gonna disappear. What he did was great. He's wonderful. But like, I found Murray very much disappeared into this role. So much so that I actually, like, I didn't realize at first that they were gonna be Love Us. And when they did, I thought it was great. Yeah. But I thought he was just some straight guy who was lost trying to get to A Boston. The guy who certainly
0: wasn't Australian either.
1: Yeah, great accent. So, yeah, I would give it to him.
0: I guess I'd never really seen Murray Bartlett in anything before White Lotus. He was so iconic in White Lotus. He's Same.
1: He, yeah.
0: Uh, he's the 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 hotel manager in the first season of White Lotus. Uh, he's so iconic in that role. That's such like, a manic role and he's like doing drugs, so hooking right. up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> getting into
0: White Lotus is so different. <laughs>
1: and yeah, this is so he, different. he is yeah, he's he's
0: amazing. Um,
1: Whereas Nick Offerman, it's sort of the same character for him. It's just he happens to be like more tender.
0: Nick he Offerman learns, he grows. isn't – he's not like, you know, he's not going to play Michael Jackson in the biopic. He's not a chameleon. No. <laughs>
1: no. And there's <laughs> still Offerman. like a lot to be said for that kind of act. Yeah, I'm and, and it was a that, beautifully
0: you know? subtle and and like a like – to even have that performance where it's like he's Nick Offerman, he's kind of grumpy, he knows how to build stuff, and he's got a big beard over his face. But like you want
1: to be with him, the pain the in ending. his
0: eyes and and like the emotion in his eyes as like a number of things happen in this episode. It's uh,
1: and I was also really happy because at the end, so Murray Bartlett's character they get old together, and Murray Bartlett's he character didn't starts spoil dying. Like- <laughs> <laughs> he starts dying, and Nick Offerman. The plan is like, he's going to, it's, um, oh going to help him commit everything. suicide. <laughs> well, it's been a week. <laughs> and so, so as he was doing this, I was like, Nick Offerman should just kill himself too. I was like, why would he keep on living? And I was just really satisfied that Nick Offerman's character agreed with me. And so they both died together and it was beautiful. I was like, yeah, what is there to live for at that point? Why would you stay alive? I loved that.
0: Yep. Can't say anything more because we've spoiled the whole thing. <laughs>
1: Um, thank you all so much for listening. You can always send us more questions and comments. Oh. You can get mad at us. Oh, we got mm-hmm. him. What? We got the balloon. Oh, good. <laughs> Breaking news live on Hey Julie BB. I think we got the balloon. Good. Cause I'm taking a flight on Monday oh. and I don't want it to mess up there. It explodes. Damn. Hopefully, there was no boy in there. Captain,
0: I want to be the first person to tell you. My name is Thomas Sadowski. I work at the newsroom. We killed Osama bin Laden and the balloon.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love it. People, like, tweeting the American flag emoji. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I just saw, okay. I'm, like, looking through our our, our uh, menchies to see if anything new came in. I just see Top Gun 3 is trending, and everyone's like... <laughs> Yeah, America, we shot a Talking slow-moving <laughs> balloon. <laughs>
1: um, all right. Thank you. Send us more questions and comments at heyjuliebb, heyjuliebigbrother at com. Keep in mind my plot once Big Brother season, America season comes around to start to be the source for faulty rumors and spoilers. Yeah. Until then, thank you so much for listening.
0: Uh, Thank you so much. Kunk on Earth. That is the the recommendation for the week. There's nothing to say about it. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Goodbye. Email us. Tweet us. Goodbye, Julie.
1: Goodbye, Julie.